Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. My name is Lori Fass and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior. And I always like to repeat the phone numbers so people don't get confused. If they'd like to call in, I'd love to hear from you. It's 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. One of the things that I wanted to share with you today is the age-old question of dogs versus cats. And there have been a lot of generalizations about not only cat behavior versus dog behavior, but also the behavior of humans who are attached to dogs versus cats. And some of these things I could maybe make some kind of sense out of, and some of them are interesting, but maybe not really practical or how are you going to possibly check these things but uh, there seem to be there seems to be a lot of information coming out of surveys and sometimes I wonder who's doing the surveys and what is the sampling of people that are participating in the survey but with that question out there as far as I don't I can't uh, really attest to the accuracy of some of these things. I thought this was an interesting statistical result, which was they were surveying people as to did they prefer dogs? Do they prefer cats? Do they like both? And then the weirdest answer is neither. So according to this particular survey, 46% of people prefer dogs. 12% of people prefer cats. And 27% of people like them both, leaving 15% of people who don't like either one, who would just prefer not to have a pet at all. Now, what's interesting to me is that one of the character traits that they assign to people who like dogs versus people that they assign to like cats, and again, I'm saying assign because I don't know how statistically significant these surveys are, but 
supposedly dog people are much more outgoing and uh, more diligent in terms of following things through, more disciplined, and cat people are more creative. They may be more aloof. They may be thinking outside of the box more. Um, so I wonder then if they're doing a survey, if it might not be likely that a, a person who favors a cat might not want to participate in the survey. <laughs> so that would certainly skew the results. But um, I think it's interesting that people have these perceptions. Now, my personal, you know, not to be scientifically stated experience is that people who tend to be dog people, meaning that they don't see the point in having a cat. I don't know what, you know, I can't really relate to a cat. I just prefer a dog. A lot of these people have never really had a cat and never really developed a relationship with a cat to be able to say that in all fairness. Because cats, like dogs, the more you put into them, the more your relationship will grow. And that's something that's similar between the two of them. So if you have a cat who is sort of standoffish and aloof, if you don't put the time in to get to know them and to make a connection, chances are you may end up not having a connection. Because one thing that is rarely seen in a cat, which is frequently seen in a dog, is a cat who is obnoxiously friendly. So I work with a lot of people who have problems with their dog, who as soon as anyone comes into the house, the dog is all over them, jumping, licking, pulling on their clothes. And I don't... I can't think of any cat that I've ever known that would do something like that. So that might actually be a plus in cat's favor if you don't want to have to deal with that. But the point is you most dogs are so solicitous of of attention from people that very often you don't have to put in the same amount of work to kind of bridge the gap. So if you have an animal that tends to be a little more aloof and you take that as though you're being snubbed and then you don't do anything to, uh, you know, more subtly become part of the animal's life, you may just sort of have a self-fulfilling prophecy on your hands there. But uh, there are certainly pros and cons to having dogs versus cats. I think to me probably the biggest pro for having a cat versus having a dog is I don't want to say that there's I hesitate to say less responsibility because I think that tends to make people sometimes be negligent. But I have currently four dogs. My youngest dog is four and a half months old. And I need to be very aware of how long I'm gone and when I'm coming back to make sure that I'm available to make sure my puppy gets to go out. And if I didn't have my young puppy, I would still need to be aware of how long am I gone for. If I have just a cat if I'm gone nine hours at any stretch of time, uh, I don't have to worry. There's a litter box. My cat will use the litter box. Uh, but it is also true that if you leave a cat alone for a long time, they get lonely. They get stressed out. Um, sometimes when people go on vacation, they'll have somebody just stop in and feed the cat, which you can do with a cat. You can do it with a dog, but I don't recommend it. If you have a pet dog and you're going on vacation and you need someone to stop into your house, you certainly should have them stop in three times a day. And I don't even think that's enough, to be honest. Uh, but with a cat, especially if you're gone just for a couple of days, you could have somebody come in once a day to check on the cat. 
But I will say that when people have done this, uh, very often uh, people will say when they get home, the cat is upset with them, doesn't want to look at them, kind of gives them the cold shoulder for a while because they really are suffering from being alone. Uh, I remember years ago, I lived in an apartment on a ground floor and I had someone who was staying with my cats and I don't know what possessed her to do this, but she decided to leave a window open and one of the cats jumped out of the window and fortunately did eventually come back, but it wasn't until a week later. And the cat that was that did not jump out the window with the cat that did was very upset, was pacing around, was whining, was crying, um, and clearly very distraught that her friend was not there anymore. And people very often don't assume that cats have those sorts of bonds with people or with other animals, and they most certainly do. Um, I had a cat that I had gotten when she was six weeks old. She lived to be 19, and every single day of that cat's life, from when she was six weeks until she died when she was 19, she slept on my pillow above my head every single day. And so to say that that cat didn't have a very, very tight bond with me, of course it did. It wasn't just a coincidence that the cat was sleeping um, on the pillow above my head. But, you know, again, how much work, how much time, how much energy, cats don't require the same kind of training as dogs do. Uh, the same way in which dogs are so social or obviously social and cats are not, they're also much more dependent on us to show them what is and is not good behavior. So cats can be destructive. They can claw things up. They can even chew things up, but not nearly as effectively as a dog, partially because of size. Uh, this overzealous greeting behavior, not going to see it in a cat. Um, most people don't walk their cats, but some people do. But even if you are walking your cat, even if your cat gets comfortable with that, I've never heard of anybody telling me that when they're walking their cat, their cat is dragging them down the street. Um, that you'd have to, you'd have a pet mountain lion if that were the case. So leash manners, not an issue. Um, aggression to humans, sometimes cats have that, but it's, Usually, if they have it, it's with a member of their own household. It's unusual. I'm not going to say completely unheard of because I have heard of it. I even remember a news story where a cat was allowed to wander outside and animal control had to uh, really get involved with this situation because anytime a person walked by their house, the cat would attack them. But that was very unusual. Uh, on the other hand, if you have a dog that you allow to just wander around outside, if they happen to be territorial, you're going to have a big problem there. So generally, cats, in terms of social issues, both good and bad, tend to be much more manageable and therefore easier pets. Uh, but a lot of things, as I say, with dogs and cats in terms of training, uh, there's a lot more training that needs to be done to manage a dog correctly. But people neglect cat training. Now, I don't mean that you're training your dog to sit and jump through a hoop, although you could do that if you wanted to. What I'm talking about is a cat who is trained to let you cut their nails 
who is comfortable with allowing you to put them into their carrier because I have a lot of people telling me they cannot get their cat into a carrier. But if you have your cat from when it's young and this is something that you practice and you practice holding it and looking at its feet and looking in its ears and pretending you're cutting its nails or maybe actually even cutting its nails, um, you may find that this is something that is very valuable and it certainly falls into the category of training. So there are a lot of similarities and I think probably a lot more similarities that uh, that people aren't even aware of. Um, dogs tend to be very attached to people. They like to go to new places. That's fun for them. Cats don't generally enjoy going to new places. Cats are comfortable in whatever environment they feel safe in. So uh, to a cat, going for a car ride is rarely fun, although I do know cats that do think it's fun, partially from exposure and partially from personality. And of course, with all of the YouTube videos of animals doing all kinds of crazy things, I have seen cats that are, you know, biking across uh, the country with with their person are going hiking and and they really enjoy that. Most dogs like that. Most cats do not like that. And I say most dogs like it because there are dogs who are very much homebodies. I had a Labrador years ago who really did not like to go anyplace. He wanted to stay home and he'd be okay with maybe going around the block for a walk. But if I brought him anywhere, he wasn't really happy about it. He didn't care where it was. He didn't want to go to the park. He didn't want to go visit people. He was okay in the car, but he didn't, he did not enjoy that. Whereas most dogs think going out on adventures is actually quite fun. And most cats absolutely do not think so at all. And so, you know, they have such different kinds of ways of looking at the world that it's very hard to really compare them. And I think that cats are more independent as a rule. That doesn't mean they aren't as attached as a dog. But I think, and I've said this before about people who refer to their dog as being stupid, that People tend to think that things are stupid or smart based on whether or not they agree with them. So if a cat is independent, has, has their own way of doing things, I think sometimes people consider that to be not as intelligent. But uh, not only are cats as intelligent, in some ways they're, particularly when it comes to problem solving on their own, they could be more intelligent than a dog. But it's a different wavelength. Cats are certainly on a different kind of a wavelength than a dog. And if you don't take the time to tune into it, then uh, you, you would never appreciate it. So, uh, and as I said earlier, a lot of people that I have found who were hardcore dog lovers and really couldn't imagine themselves ever to enjoy a pet cat, the problem was they never had one. And uh, very often they become converts when somebody brings them a kitten or they have to take care of a cat and uh, they find out that there's a lot more to them and a lot more things that they can enjoy. And so, you know, I would suggest to people who are animal lovers, because the 15% of people who don't like animals don't want any pets, then probably can't convince them either way. But uh, cats can be easier pets. Uh, and if you've always enjoyed having a pet, you find yourself in a living circumstance where maybe you can no longer have a dog, um, or maybe you just aren't able to get out as much and take on as much responsibility as a dog might have, you might want to consider the possibility of getting a cat, even if you thought 
thought you might not like them. You might be very pleasantly surprised and find out that you actually do. So anyway, we're going to go to a break and we will be right back. Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this Behavior Edition. And I was talking earlier about the differences not only between cats and dogs, but between people who like cats and dogs. But it is a call-in show, and so I'm inviting you to call in, and I'd love to talk to you. And if you have a question or something you want to share, the numbers are 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. So again, 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Now, last time I was here, I mentioned that you can talk to me off the air if it's not convenient to call right now, or uh, maybe you don't want to be on the air, and maybe I can't blame you. But if you want to talk to me off the air, the easiest way to get in touch with me is to check my website, which is lorifassdogtraining.com. That has my phone number, my email address, and all of my contact information, because I understand that uh, last time I was here, someone was calling into the studio saying they would like to talk to me off the air, and I was on the air, so I wouldn't have really been able to talk to them off the air. So when I said, uh, I will talk to you off the air, that's what I mean. Not, I mean, not right now, because uh, if, I, if I were to talk to you off the air, people would only hear my side of the conversation, which would probably not be very good radio. I don't know. So anyway, if you want to call into the show and you don't mind being on the air, that's great. That's good. 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Want to talk to me off the air? Check my contact information at LoriFastDogTraining.com. I was having a conversation uh, with a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about uh, dogs watching TV and... um, she was saying that uh, I, I I'm not going to say the name of this show correctly, but uh, I think you'll get the general gist. On Animal Planet, I guess there's a show called Big Cat. I don't know if it's Kingdom or Safari or <clears throat> anyway. It, it keeps um, cheetahs and lions and big cats. It, the whole thing is about big cats. And uh, she has a pit bull. And she's told me that uh, if her dog was out in the backyard, she would say, oh, Animal Planet, it's Big Cat. We'll say it's Kingdom. Big Cat Kingdom is on. And the dog runs in and jumps on the couch and sits there and watches the entire show. And what's funny is not only does he seem to know what the show is, not only does he like the show, but then if another show comes on after, she said, 
uh, there was a show after about meerkats, and he wasn't the least bit interested in the meerkat show, and he just went to sleep when that show came on. And then she said that uh, she kind of put two and two together, and she noticed that when he was in the yard playing with another dog, he seemed to be imitating the movements of the cat from the Big Cat Kingdom show, or whatever the name of the show is, and he was lurking low and kind of stalking and waiting for the other dog to get close to him and then pouncing at it. And I do know dogs that have done this, particularly that stalking kind of uh, posture you you see commonly in border collies. But I just thought it was funny that not only did the dog know what the show was, watch it and stop watching it when it was over, but he was also imitating what was going on on the show. So I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, you're listening to Pet Talk. We need to go to a break and we will be right back. See the dog and butterfly up in the Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. Next week will be the veterinary edition. And in the month of March, I think we have Pet Talk every Saturday except the last Saturday, which will be a Red Sox game. But uh, there's still time to call in if you'd like to ask me a question or if you have something that you think is important to share, uh, I would love to hear from you at 860-522-WTIC. That's 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. So the 800 number is 966-WTIC. I was talking earlier about a conversation I was having with a friend about her dog watching TV, and uh, she was telling me that her dog particularly enjoyed this show called Big Cat Something on on Animal Planet, and I was uh, sharing with her that I had a a miniature Australian Shepherd who one day decided that uh, it would be a really good idea to watch the movie Benji the Hunted. And if you've ever watched Benji movies, they're pretty much just animals running around, and the movie itself is narrated Uh, So there really isn't a lot of dialogue going on. And she sat on an ottoman and watched the entire movie. And again, what was funny about this is that not only did she watch the entire movie, but when commercials came on, she'd hop off the ottoman and leave the room because she didn't want to watch the commercials. And then when the movie came back on, she came up and hopped on the chair and and started watching it again. It was so cute. Um, But they have... uh, videos or I've even seen where you can subscribe to stations that are meant to entertain your dog or cat. Now, nobody's ever told me that they've actually subscribed to this. um, So I don't know if dogs or cats would actually um, consistently watch something that you that you subscribe to. But uh, where I usually do hear from people is uh, when their animals start getting out of hand with watching 
TV. So uh, I remember it just struck me as funny that uh, uh, somebody told me they could not watch the movie Gorillas in the Midst because every time they tried, their dog would hurl itself at the TV and bark violently and they were afraid the dog was going to damage the TV set. But it is not unusual at all for um, dogs to get overexcited when they see an animal on TV. And it could be quite cute the way my dog was sitting on the ottoman, very mannerly, or my friend's dog was sitting on the couch watching very mannerly. But when your dog starts uh, getting into it to such a degree that they're hurling themselves at the TV, uh, that's when they call in some professional dog training advice. And that's where I come in and, and teach their dog that if they want to watch TV, they're going to have to do it in a much more mannerly fashion. But uh, I, I think it's I, – I find it very funny and entertaining that, uh, that, that dogs will do this. And honestly, cats do it too, but more of the stories that I hear are from dogs. I, I kind of even wonder if cats don't have a better sense of that it's just – yeah, it's TV. I can't get in there anyway. I don't know. Maybe dogs are more gullible as far as they think that they're part of the TV. I don't know. But uh, I can't. I've had a lot of cats. I've had probably more cats than I've had dogs. And I can't think of any of my cats who have uh, sat there and and watch TV. So if somebody out there has a cat that sits there and watches a TV show, I want to hear from you because nobody's ever told me that. But I have heard this quite a bit from uh from dog owners. Um, is line one ready to go? Oh, I know we've got Kathy on the line. Oh, there we go. Okay. Hi, Kathy. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. Um, my dog actually loves dog TV. We subscribe to it. Oh, he you do? Yes, he goes nuts. And does he, almost... does he prefer some show i mean i don't i've never seen dog tv are there different programs or is it just yeah it goes by um there's the simulation time then quiet time huh. then interactive time How and funny. sometimes he gets so worked up he like almost sweats oh really he's gonna, have a, <laughs> he's gonna have a heart attack so when it's quiet um, time does he get quiet um yep yep it's like they and they structure it if you do it all day and he's here in the car now, so if he barks, that's him. If uh, they have different times during the day, based on a, it's a different format. Like I said, they get him up in the morning, stimulation. Then they quiet them down. Then they have activity interaction. Then they quiet him down. That is so, so funny. So what kind? What kind? Is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I he absolutely loves it. But then there was a problem with Amazon. My subscription would uh, it would buffer all the time. So I tried it. I've had it for a year, and then it's something just crapped out with it, and it doesn't work well, and he misses it. So oh. he's like your dog. He watches, um, but then, then there's not. There's some others on Amazon too. But he absolutely loved it. It kept him. He loves the War Horse movie. Anything with horses. Uh-huh. He locked the TV as his favorite commercials. He knows when they're on. So he uh, he watches movies with me, and he's actually following along. He's a pretty smart guy. What kind of a dog so, is he? Uh, Brussels Griffon Silky Terrier. Oh, okay, okay. And how old is he? Uh, he just turned 10. Oh, all right. And how long has he been watching TV with you? Uh, since he came to live with me. He's, he's, it's amazing. He follows it along. He knows when there's sad parts, happy parts, oh. <laughs> uh, fighting parts. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, not a dog story, but a, a dog's life. Oh, okay, yeah. Right where the dog comes back. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one, he, I mean, I could tell he, he really looked like he was crying at the Aww. end. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> That's so, so funny. But Dog TV really did keep him uh, entertained when I wasn't home. Is that him right there? Yeah, he's oh, yeah, he's saying, yeah, yeah, dog TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dog TV. I endorse oh, well, dog my, TV. Well, the thing is, my friend had it on her TV at her house, uh huh, and he knew it was there. So when we pull up to her house, he'd run to the door and he'd run, sit in front of the TV, and says, "I want my dog TV." That is so What's funny. On like MTV. Yeah, it was funny. It was, and so I wish they would fix it so I can get it back again because. Well, did you uh, ever um, put on Animal Planet? Uh, his Grampy, who watched he watches Animal Planet with his Grampy, uh-huh. and yep, he watch, does all of it. He absolutely loves it. Does he have he any favorite it. shows on Animal Planet? <laughs> um, uh, what's the one? Pet Bull Rescue one? Oh, he likes that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they should have, what is that thing that they hook into your house to survey what shows you like? Oh, Nielsen. Yeah, yeah Nielsen. They should, they should yeah. yeah, they should have they Nielsen should, for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Nielsen for dogs. Right. But yeah, he likes the, he and his grandpa love to watch uh, the Pitbull one. So that is funny. That's his favorite. But yeah, it's just amazing that all dogs follow TV and like it. It just seems like certain dogs. Yeah, not all dogs do. It. And as I said, I cannot off the top of my head think of any cats who watch TV. So if anybody's listening out there that has a cat who watches TV with any regularity, I'd be interested in hearing it because, uh, you know, I've seen cats swat, uh, like, computers or cell phones when yeah. they see something moving around, but they don't seem to watch it like a story the way I've seen dogs do. So. Yeah, they, he follows it. He actually follows it. That is so funny. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you, but I didn't. Your Mike, your producer, is also Todd's producer, so I call and I was surprised to hear him. So now I have to call on the weekends too. With oh, you. okay. So thank okay. you very much for taking my phone call. Appreciate All right. It. Well, you know, good to hear from well. you. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. So anybody out there who has a cat who watches TV, you need to call in and tell me about it because um, I don't know of any cats that watch TV. We, you know, Kathy, her dog watches TV. My dog was watched TV. I've heard a lot of stories from they sit patiently and enjoy the show to their unruly and, you know, breaking TVs and acting crazy. But I don't think that I can think of cats. They do have cat programs for cats, but to the best of my knowledge, I don't know any cats that uh, consistently watch it. I don't know why, uh, but I think that's interesting. So I'm I'm reaching out to the to the audience here to uh, if you have a cat who watches TV, you need to tell me about it. But I think we need to go to a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And it is a call-in show, so you can call in if you would like to talk to me at 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And I always invite people to contact me off the air. And just to be clear, if you want to contact me off the air contact me through my website, which has all of my contact information, including my email and my phone number that's off the air, which is Lori Fass, 
getdogtraining.com because apparently someone had heard me say that you could talk to me off the air and called while I was on the air to talk to me off the air. But I don't know that most people would get that confused, but I just wanted to make sure that it was really clear that um, I don't live at the station, so you can't call me when I'm not on the show. But if you'd like to talk to me when I am on the show, I'd love to talk to you because that's what I do, and that's great. But sometimes it's not convenient to get to the phone, or maybe you don't want to be on the air, and that's certainly understandable. So we were talking before the break about um, dogs primarily who like to watch TV, and I threw out there that uh, I, off the top of my head, couldn't think of any cats who like to watch TV. But as I sit in the studio here, I have access to a computer, so I can look things up. And there's nothing like looking up YouTube videos if you want to see animals doing entertaining things. So I Google searched um, cats watching TV. And, of course, there are some videos of cats watching TV, so I know they're out there, but it's definitely less common because it's not, again, something that I have experienced with my own cats. Uh, I have maybe seen them just randomly watching something briefly uh, and then moving on. I don't think I've ever had a cat sit and watch a show and get excited about watching the show over and over again or sitting for any extended period of time watching something on TV. And that's why I threw that question out to the listening audience. If you have a cat that likes to watch TV, uh, I'm kind of interested in hearing a little bit about it because it certainly seems a lot less common. And I can't give an explanation as to why that might be, but uh, I'll have to think about that one. But it does seem to be the case that it's it's certainly much more common with, with dogs. Now, I know that um, humans and dogs see visually very differently. And of course, cats see differently as well. Um, I think cats see more similarly to how dogs see than how we see. Um, And I wouldn't think that cats variation in how they see things would account for the difference. Um, But one of the ways that uh, dogs see things differently than humans is that uh, We have, and dogs and cats, have cells in our eyes called rods and cones. And cones are responsible for seeing color, and rods are responsible for seeing light. And both dogs and cats have a greater number of rods than they have cones. And so uh, dogs and cats see light more effectively than we do, um, and they don't see as big a cross-section of color. Also, both dogs and cats have a reflective layer of cells in the back of their eye, which is literally like a reflective layer. And it's called, I'm going to mispronounce it, so I'm not going to pronounce it, tape something or another. Anyway, um, it uh, is going to affect how they see things. And dogs also have much better peripheral vision than we do and less depth perception than we do. So how things look to them is definitely different, but anyway, so we have somebody, Ed, that's going to tell me about his cat here. Hi, Ed. Hi. So your cat likes to watch TV? Well, back in the day, this calico used to love to watch Wild America. Oh, really? Oh, my God. 
and uh, he would get in the the uh, the hunting position uh, and just sit there and stare at uh, any animal that came on the screen and would stay there for the entire show. And did he know what, what is it a she? Because it usually comes. Uh, she, she, yeah. she. Yeah. So did, uh, if you said, oh, you know, it's going to be Wild America, would your cat come and then go check out the show? No, no, it didn't take the command like that. But as soon as the, the program went on, she knew what was what, what was on. And she sat there and watched the whole thing? <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, yes. that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, it, it, was, it was very, very entertaining. Now, did the cat watch any other show or just that one? No, no, Wild America was her favorite. That is it, huh? <laughs> that is funny. Well, you know, I like I said, I, I, I personally didn't ever have a cat that did that. Um, I figured they were out there, so that's why I wanted to hear it. And then, I, as I said what? earlier, I checked on YouTube, and I see uh, that they are out there. There was one particular show, and I can't remember specifically what the animal was, but she really put her paws up onto the screen, which I thought was uh, indescribable, frankly. So she she really particularly liked that one. <laughs> well, well it, it, it's, it was very intense for her. Obviously, uh-huh. I mean, you, you see the hair on her back oh. stand up straight. She was, she wanted to hunt. So you don't remember what type of an animal it was. No, you know, it was a bird of some sort. Oh, okay. It was a grouse, a grouse or a pheasant or whatever. Okay, well, but, that, uh, that's that's interesting. We have uh, somebody else who's going to tell me about their cat who watched, watches TV. So I'm going to see what they have to say, okay, Ed? Good, very good. Thanks Okay, thanks for calling. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Okay, let's see. Um, hi, Gordon. Hello? Hello? I think I connected Gordon here, but maybe Gordon is uh, not aware that he's connected. Gordon, hello, you're on the air, but you don't know you're on the air. So anyway, Gordon, are you there? Okay, Gordon, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to try you again. I don't know why I cannot hear you right now. Either there's something wrong with the connection. You might have me on uh, mute. I've done that. Um, or there might be, if you're on hello? hello, Gordon. Hello. I heard hello. <laughs> and that's about it. You know what, Gordon, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up on you. And if you want to call back, you're welcome to call back, but I absolutely can't hear you at all. So I'm not being mean, but I can't hear you. So call back. All right, there we go. I think we. There. Okay. All right. So anyway, for some reason or another, I couldn't connect to that call. I did hear hello. So I know he was there somewhere, but uh, I know I've had conversations with people where um, either I accidentally pushed mute or they pushed mute and either I or they don't know what's going on. So anyway. Uh, So we're talking about animals watching TV and cats and dogs. And there's Gordon again. Hi, Gordon. Hi. Can okay. you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, great. Hi. Um, uh, really enjoying your show. And I had to call in and say that, yes, I had a cat that definitely watched television with my brother and I. And this is going back a long time uh, to uh, when the Lone Ranger was on television in the <laughs> 50s. And what part of the show did the cat like to watch? 
to cat watch the whole show. My brother and I would lie on the floor on our stomachs and watch the little black and white TV we had. Uh-huh. And the cat would lie in between us. Oh, wow. Did the cat yeah. like the chase scenes, or was there anything that really I got the cat going? The, well, when the show started, of course, they had the horse. Uh-huh, yeah, Silver. yep. Uh, and that's, I think, what the cat liked, what got his attention. But then he would just stay and he would watch the whole show with us. Well, maybe it became a social occasion, too, where he was laying between you and your brother, and it was like, you know, his TV bonding time. <laughs> yes, yes, it could have been. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. there's there's an example of where people who are really into dogs, who are much more obvious and overt in the way they share time, where a cat is maybe doing the same kind of thing. Oh, okay, everybody's watching TV. I'm going to do it, too. Oh, so. oh, it is. I've had cats all my life, and... Uh, I was so glad uh, that you brought this subject on your show because it's it's so important for cat owners to know and to realize that. Yeah, well, I think the more you are aware, the more you can enjoy what's happening with whatever your pet might be. But I think that yes. we're coming up to the end of the show, but I'm glad you called, and I always okay. find it interesting to hear stories about what animals are, are doing. And uh, I've certainly had an, uh, my own fair share, but uh, reaching out to okay. people, I always hear something new and interesting. So thanks for calling. Okay, thanks, Lori. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and that about wraps it up for this edition of Pet Talk. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon.